Hey, this is ZZ for my latest sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they're located. Netflix has thousands of shows, but you can only get access to a fraction of that because of where you are. If you're utilizing Netflix without using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. So how does this work? ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. I'm talking like Star Trek, the original series on UK Netflix, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canadian Netflix, Rick and Morty on French Netflix, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Indian Netflix, the Harry Potter movie series on Australian Netflix, the list goes on and on. In the easy household, we utilize ExpressVPN and we've unlocked so much content that my family and myself can enjoy. But then you might be like, Eric, we can use other VPNs. No, 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 no. Listen, blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. Look, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Zane. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Zane to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello to you all. Welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast. A daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Uh, Monday through Friday from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. I took my emergency anti-anxiety medicine last night in case, because I started to feel a little buzzing that I was going to have some uh, weirdo anxiety attack in the middle of the night. I was concerned about that. And it's so dumb. It's always based on money. It always has something to do with money. And never once have any of my concerns, my fears, never once have they come true. Yet there I was again. I had just been uh, informed that I owe money. To the government. I did not pay enough tax. On this. uh, Business effort of mine. Good morning Megan. She says. Hey Zane. What's up? I don't think that's Megan at Irvine's. In fact I'm reasonably sure. In fact I'm 100% sure. Last year at this time, same thing happened. I owed some money. Not a ton. No big deal. This is not a big deal. Last year was worse because I walked out of there and it said I owed, uh, I don't know, like $2,500 for the federal government and $2,500 for the state government. I'm watching you, Daisy. 
And then um, I went ahead and misread it and walked out of there thinking, oh my God, this is awesome. I got money coming back. Now that's dumb because when that happens, typically by the time two, three days passes, that money that you get back is in your account. It's all filed electronically. But I went through this false sense of uh, security that, oh, yeah, I did, I did awesome. I'm getting money back. It's great. I'm so happy. But no. And then one day before the tax deadline, April, whatever it is, I took a look at it. I said, well, let, let's see what's up. See, how do I get my money back? I can't believe I forgot how the whole process works. And it says, no, I owe that. So I was like, oh, my God. Talk about an anxiety attack. This year, nothing like that. And the amount is the same. It's a little, it's spread out a little differently. It's like uh, 4200 bucks for the feds and like eight or 900 for the state. So the same amount. And I've got till uh, April 18 to make it so, uh, you know, that's plenty of time to kind of like move the shells around and, Okay, I was going to take that money from that and spend it on uh, whatever, this or that or the other. You know, you know how it is. You got time. Not the end of the world, really, honestly. And, uh, but still, it freaks me out. Then my brain starts to go down the road saying, this is it. You are not going to make it. This is a straw. And I don't even know what the fuck that means. Not going to make it. Make it. What is? Am I suddenly going to forget how to do what I've done for the past four years, two months, and f- uh, fucking five days? No. You fucking moron. Why do you always do that to yourself? This is me talking to me. And I even gave myself this little pep talk, getting ready to go to bed. And I'm like, okay, when you talk to Ray, when these things crop up, you got to look at it and acknowledge it. Say, oh, I see you. Yep, there you are. Uh, be Be a good little anxious creature there to my side, inanimate object, whatever it is. Uh, I see you. I know you're there. I expected this. In a little while, you will be gone. I did do that. That is one of my... You see, when you talk to a, a, a mental health professional, they give you these little trick and things to get you through these, these weird spots. So then I go, okay, I see you. And I, I haven't yet freaked out i'm a little concerned but no big deal and this is going to leave me okay and then business as usual time marches on you're gonna be fine relax don't panic oh the government five thousand dollars good opportunity to work more efficiently i better take this medicine and what this medicine does it's a, it's a i think it's a it's like the same type of shit like Benadryl. It's an antihistamine, which they use to not only uh, 
relieve allergy symptoms, but relieve anxiety. Makes you dopey, drowsy, and you fall asleep. It's an emergency pill, they call it. Took my regular meds. Took this one, too. Went to bed. Woke up today. Felt uh, groggy. More so, typically, you know, I hate, ah, fuck, I get up, oh, shit, the alarm woke me up, oh, no. But then you get out of it, and you all right, let's go on, fucking drink some coffee, you're fine. Not today, no. (laughs) So I'm walking down the steps, and I'm like, ah, now this is what's going to set me up. Now I'm going to be in a bad mood because the dogs are going to have shit and peed everywhere. Did they? No. I let them out late, real late, like 10 o'clock late. Thank God it worked. So I'm like little victories, little victories. So I ended up coming out of the tailspin this morning, but I don't know if I want to take that medicine anymore. That made me feel like shit the next day. I'm not convinced it helped. I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. Uh, welcome. So glad you are here. Uh, yesterday it was basketball day. First of all, before I get into this, uh, dear meathead questions. I've got three or four. Always could use more. Always. It's always good to have some that um, uh, I can have ready to go for next week. Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. You have a question for dad on dear meathead as we inch our way to his 89th birthday. I love this picture of him that I posted on Facebook. Look at that picture. Shit face drunk with a heater hanging out of his mouth and a ham's beer in his hand. That is a classic photo. What is it about images like this that make them look like it's such an old person there? Because he looks like he's about 52. But I'll bet you he was barely 30 there. Matt Hubbard writes from uh, Oath Keepers. Parking Stone trying to settle a debate. Meathead is a hot dog, a sandwich. That will be fun. I'm anxious to hear how he responds to that. All right. So if you have a question for dad on dear meathead, Eric at ericzanejo.com on the Shoreliners Striping inbox. Thank you to Shoreliners Striping for signing up for another year of marketing. If you need the parking lot stripe, you call upon them. Shorelinersstriping.com. Yesterday, It was basketball day. Grand Rapids gold. Now, the way the uh, NBA does it, they take their uh, referees, I think it's like, I don't know, 80 to 100 in the whole league, and they give them ref assignments, and based on travel and where they are, they also have these refs, some of them, ref the G League basketball games. 
So uh, these are these aren't like uh, a lot of them. Some of the uh, officiating crew, the younger guys, are up and coming refs. Because there's three. There's uh, what's known as um, an umpire because it's behind the play. There's a referee and the crew chief. They're all refs, but they have different names. Sometimes the ref and the umpire are young people, and then the crew chief is the uh, is the one that usually has all the experience. So every game we have NBA refs. Yesterday was no exception. Jenna Schroeder. She's from uh, Flint, Michigan. 38 years old. Pretty as a picture. I had to say that because she is just, she's just stunning. It's really, I've got a thing now for chicks with ponytails. I don't know what it is about the pony. But the pony is absolutely hot. And it's weird because she's young. And so I'm like, ah. But the pony is super cute. I love the pony. This isn't the greatest picture of Jenna, but here she is with some NBA player who probably wants to take her home. DeJounte Murray. The San Antonio Spurs. In this article, uh, in this article, the first time Jenna Schroeder was booed by forty thousand NBA fans, she as she exited the court, she knew she'd finally made it. It's not uncommon, to be honest with you, Jenna said with a laugh. Long before she was hired in the NBA, the Flint, Michigan native didn't know what refereeing that refereeing could be a full time job. She was working a high school AAU tournament one weekend when a bystander approached her with a simple question: "Why don't you do this for a living?" Now she probably makes about $200,000 a year being a ref. Jenna walks up. Hi, Jenna. How are you? Fine. I double check, make sure her name is pronounced Schroeder, not Schrader. She says, it's Schroeder, and thank you for asking. I said, my pleasure. No problem. Have a great game. It becomes clear in yesterday's game. That one of the players for the goal uh, is going to be a problem. Because it doesn't take long before Grant Golden of the gold gets a technical for mouthing off. Now, I can't say for sure if these players um, get a little bit more loose-lipped when it's a female official. For this story, I would assume maybe. And I wouldn't surprise me at all. If she gets shit because she's a woman. By the way, today is National Women's Day. Bet you didn't know that. So this is perfect to talk about. I don't know what uh, how what the history of National Women's Day is. And I know there's going to be some fucking idiot who says, Well, why can't it be National Man's Day? But today is National Women's Day. So Jen is in, t- in charge of these officials. By the way, I heard some fan, because we hardly had anybody, people there, uh, there today, or yesterday. 
some fan was pissed off at the uh, the youngest ref, the umpire. He goes, ref, your haircut sucks. Like when there's so few people that you can hear individual insults. So here we go. Today being National Women's Day. This is the story of Jenna Schroeder last night. I can only assume that if you were to interview her, do you think some of the players take try to take liberty with you or establish themselves on the court by trying to intimidate you? I'm guessing she would say yes. Problem is, that is not possible. And I know this. I don't think Grant knew it. About three minutes into the game, she tees him up. Later on in the game, she tees up our coach, Andre Miller. You're allowed two technical falls. If you get two, you're out. Late in the game, she teed up Grant again. She screamed it out. That's a technical foul on 33. 33 has to leave the game. Now, it's my job to say it. She's usually looking at me because I have to announce it. I do exactly that. And she's getting more and more agitated as the game goes on. I announced that Grant has to leave the game. Uh, prior to that, she was more pissed off because she called a foul on somebody and it did not go in the way the, it didn't, it went against the goal. And, um, somebody from the bench started shouting at her. She blows the whistle and she goes, what you want to challenge it? Cause you, you're allowed one challenge where you can look at it through instant replay. You want to challenge it? You want to challenge it? No, then be quiet. But she kept asking, you want to challenge it? And I think someone said yes. So she goes, all right, I'll chat. You can challenge it. Now, she then goes and looks at the replay, and her call is confirmed. And she, you know, the call on the court is confirmed. Grand Rapids loses their challenge. Grand Rapids loses their timeout. Please announce that. Yes, ma'am. I announced it. I think she kind of, like, willed the team into taking that challenge, which I don't know if they wanted to do it, but. Everybody's getting like annoyed with her, but she's just kicking everybody's ass. And, you know, people are now like, oh, fuck, don't get out of line. She will beat the shit out of you. Okay. Someone had to step up, though, and talk back. Who? It was a gentleman in the video uh, room by the name of Eric Naki. Now, I've known Eric Naki for years. He's the guy who he has uh, many jobs, but uh, he's firing all. He's in charge of all the camera people. He's in charge of the video on the video board. He's, he's very, very busy. And during the NBA, uh, NBA G League games, he also has to run the uh, video feed if they call a uh, review. And then this they put this TV screen in front of the ref, and she's, puts on a headset and she's talking to him directly. Okay. I want you to back it up to eight minutes of the second quarter. I need to check to see if this was actually a foul video review, just like the NFL. Okay. I'll back it up. All right. Great. 
Okay. What she also does is if there's a uh, three-pointer, like if a player puts a shot up, she has to look to make sure that their feet are behind the three-point line. She wasn't sure of one. And so at halftime, she comes up and she puts on the uh, the radio and the microphone and she says, hello, Video Village. Um, I need to see 10 minutes and 22 seconds of this portion of the uh, of the quarter to see if there was a three-pointer. And Eric is struggling to get the, the video. And she goes, um, that's okay. Um, I'm going to come back to this to confirm that this was a three-pointer. I'll be back during the next quarter break. Okay, no problem. All this shit happens that I was telling you about, so she's getting more and more pissed off. She puts a headset back on later on. She goes, okay, Video Village, and I'm ready to see that. Do you have that uh, video? Eric says, no. She says, why? And he says, well, I'm having a hard time finding it. And that's when she goes, 10, 22 of the quarter. She, her voice is inflamed. She's agitated. Go there and let's see it. And he goes, I can't. And she goes, what? And he says, yeah, I I can't find it. It's it's lost in, in the machine. Now, I know full well that that is not true. It isn't lost. He hasn't looked for it. And now she wants it, and he's not ready. That's what's happened. And she says, I'm going to come back, and you're going to have that video. I'm going to say it again. 10, 22 of, of this quarter, you must have this. There's silence. And my guy next to me, uh, Phil, who's the game ops manager, he takes his headphones off because it's so goddamn awkward. It was fucking great. You could hear, there's about 30 people on the, on the radio that can hear this. And Eric does not respond. She just brutalized him and he didn't say shit because she, I'm not kidding you. She would have taken off the fucking headphones. She would have walked under the, under the bleachers, under the uh, stands into the video village and said, get the fuck out of here. Oh, it was just ridiculous. So time passes. And, uh, Eric says, Hey, I found it. And then uh, she's running down the court during gameplay and the whistle blows and she's walking along. And then one of our tech people said, um, Jenna, we have that video for you to look at. And then uh, she puts on the headphones short time later, reviews it, sees that it was a uh, three pointer and it's good. Chris says something that I said, cause I took, I did not say this on the radio. I didn't want anybody to hear it, but I leaned over to Phil and uh, I said, can you imagine if he said, calm down, toots. Take a chill pill, sweetheart. Oh. Fuck me. 
Because Chris wrote, lighten up, sweetie. <laughs> no. No. That just, that frightens me even thinking about it. Yeah, these refs, they, uh, they, and it's not just the chicks. Um, there's another dude named Andy, Andy Nagy. Same way. You just, there, this is not, you don't fucking play around with them. You don't give them any shit whatsoever. Now, that's not the case in hockey. By the way, Kenny says, Eric was so turned on during all of this. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, I was. And there was, I think it was definitely elevated off of the sack. I wanted her to yell at me. I wanted to do, I wanted to do something to get yelled at. So I could go, okay. Yes, ma'am. I think I may have found another new fetish. You know, chicks kicking guys ass. What do they call that? Dominatrix. That might be me. Oh my God. Was that awesome? I'm reaching out to uh, one of the witnesses. This. This is uh, Phil, the boss. He's the guy that sits right to my right. I don't know if he'll be up right now. Worked late last night. Long day. Now, I'm also going to call the guy that uh, she yelled at. Your call has been... That's probably not going to work either because these people... I don't know. Everybody gets up late. This is the guy that she yelled at. He's never been on the podcast before. His name is Eric Naki. Come on. Homer. Naki, I'm podcasting right now. Oh, no. Is that okay? I don't have any clothes on. <laughs> Take me through what was going through your ba- brain when Jenna was yelling at you last night. Oh, no, that no big deal. There's, there's about, it's just a 12, it's, it's four level chest back there sometimes. So it's, uh, Oh, I know, I know, I know you had a lot going on. I was picking on you earlier about it, but <laughs> she was, she was like talking like to you, like you were a little kid. Yeah, that's no big deal. No, she's just trying to, so you're trying to tell somebody what you want to see. Yeah. And then I have to relay that to the slow motion replay operator. Right. And then they have to scrub through a bunch of graphics. Yeah. Did you? And, uh, now, she had said 10 minutes, 22 seconds. Can you see a clock? No. Okay. So that's why it was so difficult. Correct. All right. That was the and rumor going around. What's that? That was the rumor that you couldn't, that there wasn't a clock on the act, yeah. like, a, like, a, like in the corner. Right. Right. Yeah. So we had no point of reference, and uh, so you just, you know, it's just uh, yeah. one of those things. I knew you were screwed when you said, it's just lost in the machine. <laughs> I was trying to describe it. <laughs> yeah, she did. She it's was not having it. It's, it's going to take us 10 minutes to find exactly what you want. So that's uh, what we do. No big deal. It's, it, it's, 
We well, have to come up with a better system. That's all that, that, that there is. And we already have a plan for that. So we're like, whoa, okay, well, we didn't understand that was going to happen. So let's fix that. From our standpoint, because I was watching her and I could, and Phil and I could hear her. Phil was so uncomfortable. He took his headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> so right. you're, you know what? You're the right guy for that job because <laughs> you, you didn't, you didn't bat an eye. You didn't, you didn't talk back. You didn't, I, and I, I think I was turned on by it because she was so, so in charge that I think I wanted to, I wanted her, oh, yeah. I wanted to take her home. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Those, uh, those officials that, that, well, they run the show that it's it. You know, I've been told by the NBA that it's their deal. Right. And they're the, they're the boss. And yeah. so, yeah, we just weren't set up properly for it. And the, um, you know, I, did, I never envisioned that scenario happening. Otherwise, I'd have probably built the system different well, back there. The fact that she was going, I'm going to say it again, 10 minutes, 22 seconds of the quarter. Do you right. understand? <laughs> yep. But I don't have those digits back here. Oh, so. man. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Next time when the game starts, you should uh, – you should maybe well, give a and, disclaimer. And, so, and then that wasn't the thing. We're fully under the bus. I mean, we're so far under the bus at that point. And then you start your little sniping on Tom. <laughs> and I'm looking for somebody to come out there and punch you in the eye. I'm like, Aiden? Aiden, Aiden is your son who assists you in the video room. Yeah, the last oh. night he was, yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Well, great job. Good recovery. and uh, He's got a long reach, too. Yeah, He's got a long reach, so if he comes out there, you got to st- keep your distance. He's All got right. long, spindly arms, and he can pop yep. you from You're a good man. Feet. I thank you. I appreciate you joining me. All right. All right. I'll see you, man. I'll uh, put some clothes on now. Yep. Sorry about that. Enjoy, enjoy your day. Take care. See, see you later, buddy. What he's referring to is... so. This game was also on NBA TV. They like to put these things on. So that's another thing that Eric there has to do. He has to coordinate all this shit. And it's a pain in the ass. And um, so when there's a timeout on the floor, NBA TV runs commercials. And you have a minute and 15 seconds before those commercials are done. You can't start gameplay until it's at one uh, any one second over one minute fifteen seconds. So no one has any idea on the court to when to start play again. You don't. You know how you like you're waiting for the TV timeout to end. That's what's happening. So Naki has to go and um, we, he has to let us know when the minute fifteen is up. Now what he's referring to with me sniping with the comments. Naki, uh, well, the person on the court, her name is uh, Shanae. She says, can you let me know when the commercials are done, when the one minute and 15 seconds is done so that I can tell the ref to start play? And he goes, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't have, I don't have a timer. And uh, so the first time out comes and goes, it's murdered. Uh, gameplay starts before the minute 15 is up and it's a disaster. Shanae again says, can you let me know when the one minute and 15 seconds is up so that I can tell the ref? 
As Chris says, what is it with clocks? Yes, of course. And Naki says, well, I'm going to try. And I go, Naki, what do you mean you're going to try? Isn't that a thing Yoda says? No try, just do or will or whatever. And he goes, yeah, I'm doing a bunch of things at once. And I go, oh, yeah. It's a good, only if there was a, a device that exists in the world that has something on it known as stopwatch. If only that existed, then we would be able to do this, but it's too bad that hasn't been invented yet. He goes, well, I got a bunch of things going on. I go, dude, hit green button at start. When it says one minute, 15 seconds, you say, we are back. That's it. Oh, my God. What a shit show. So that's what he means about me sniping at him. Which I've known him for 20 years, so it's all good. But what a what a thing. When she was, I wish I had the audio of her just letting him have it. It was fantastic. And I can't believe he took it so well. He's a pretty good-natured dude, though. So... It fell. It, it hit the right set of ears. After the game, I'm walking off the court, and uh, one of our trainers. I see one of our trainers, and I go, "Boy, what's up with Jenna?" He goes, "Oh my God, she's killing everybody." I go, "Well, you didn't. You don't know the half of it. You should have heard what she did to the video replay guy." What? I go, "Oh yeah, she beat the shit out of him on the com. The com is the communication thing between all of us." Beat the shit out of him on the comm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in a corner, you know, in a fetal position. Oh, it was so arousing. Speaking of arousing, Daisy is licking Bruce. That's going to be a problem. Hey. No. Don't lick dogs. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're enjoying the show, on uh, Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, it's time for me to cut you loose. All you need to know is that you need to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane Live, all one word. That's a lot, what I just told you. No one's going to remember that. If you mess this up somehow, send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I will tell you how to subscribe to the show on Twitch. But it is pretty simple. You just got to listen. Uh, once you get to Twitch, you find me on Twitch. Hit the follow button. That way you'll know when I go live. You just hit it, run it through the Bluetooth in your uh, in your vehicle. You can uh, listen on the way to work, whatever. Starts at 8 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Goes till about 10. Yesterday was a little earlier. Uh, so there you go. Subscribe on Twitch as well, and you can get the show Link up your Amazon Prime account, and then you are good to go. Once you're linked, you're linked. I think Corey described it yesterday. I forget how he described it because Corey knows a lot more about this shit than I do. Once you're linked to the Amazon Prime thing, each month you have to assign it. What are the words you said again that I have to do? I don't know because I don't do it. You have to tell it 
to, I don't know, you have to reset every month, but your account stays linked. Thank you, Corey. You just resubscribe. That's what you do. You all have it down. I don't. Anyway, that's how you get the show in its entirety. Trying to get uh, completely away from uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and YouTube. More on Twitch. Twitch is where it's at. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. And then, of course, download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. If you have the option to rate and review it on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy the show on, please do so. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Follow on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Follow on Twitter, at Eric Zane Show, and Eric Zane Show on YouTube. These are all, I know, annoying things that I'm asking you to do, but they all help grow this show. Thank you so much. I've just kicked the Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Twitch people out. I'm sorry. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube people out. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, and Bluetooth, damn it, and Blue Frost IT brings you Twitter. It's not Bluetooth IT, idiot. My God. Get your shit together, Eric. Come on. Okay. Uh, I'm taking a break. I'll be right back. Got to go potty. You know, I, I don't know why. I just feel like going around the radio again. Dear Meathead in Moments. Preview album with Wild Heart. 20 minutes now before 9 on a pretty nice Wednesday morning here in West Michigan. Let's do a quick check of that weather forecast. Partly sunny today with a high of 44 degrees. Increasing clouds in certain ways. This would be a way of kind of fighting back. Okay. And over the course of time. Oh, no. So as I look for a new church, if I go to a church where they have rock band, I'm, wa- I'm walking out of there. I don't even know if that's rock band. I don't even know if what I heard is religious, but it sounded religious. It just gave me a vibe. Yeah, I, uh, I, I get the ickies. Manna says that that wasn't a Christian song. It sounded like it. But that, that, brings, that brings this to mind. Ryan says organized religion isn't worth it, Eric. Do your own thing. Not true. Not true at all. You have, a, you have a tendency to get away from faith if you don't practice. The reason why people go to church and then others say, yeah, just do your own thing because you won't. You won't do anything. Most people would not do that. So in order to strengthen faith, I would want to surround myself with others who are strengthening their faith and, you know, do things like, uh, whatever, good works, uh, soup kitchen, pray together, things like that. That's what I do. Uh, so for me, 
That's what I have to do. I don't know. Maybe I'm not speaking for everybody else. They're like, oh, I mean, you guys might be like, oh, well, yeah, but I, because I seriously, I mean, that that would mean that you're sitting around in your house every day. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm just sitting around doing some prayers because uh, I got to strengthen my faith. For me, what's good for me is, uh, you know, for me and for me only, you do what you have to do. But uh, I know I won't practice if I am not in an actual brick and mortar church. Uh, Corey says, just try to be a good person and don't be an asshole most of the time. Yeah, no one does that. No one does that at all. That's bullshit. That, the person who says that to me is the person who doesn't do shit. Uh, Kenny says, what if every church was destroyed, Eric? Then I wouldn't practice faith. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I, I just wouldn't. You know, I got to be surrounded by the stained glass windows and the pipe organ and the choir and uh, whoever's uh, uh, preaching. Kenny says, oh, ye of little faith. Well, maybe, but uh, you, oh, ye who judge. You're the most judgmental person in the audience. You're the only one doing it. I've said many times during this that I just can't do it for me personally. I have to go in to an actual facility. Just because you tell me I don't doesn't mean I don't. Uh, Brandis finally says everyone has their own way. It's all good. Yeah. For me, that works. You do. How about you worry about you and I'll worry about me. That would be a good idea. Wouldn't it? You're starting to annoy me by the way. And it's crazy how you save me. don't know but hunter i think is for sure staying oh my god
murdered a child. And then he sang this to him. Yeah, that's what it was. Witness some guy murder a child by drowning him. And then uh, Phil Collins saw the guy at a concert in the front row. And then he made up the song on the spot. It was created right then. He told the band to just kind of vamp. And then he came up the word, came up with the words, and the guy sang. Was he sang it to the guy who murdered a child by drowning? And then the guy uh, killed himself. Ryan says devil voice. Check, 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 check. Whatever what if they're gonna talk out of it? Kelly, she Kelly's has never a, lost. Yeah. Kelly's a cheater. <laughs> I got my calendar and I'm ready to teach next fall. In fairness, unkind? No, you won't find unkind. Next, the call and consultation. They're in shit out. Um, all right, Dear Meat Head and Moments, brought to you by Bald Renee's Hardware. The open and live stream of this show brought to you by Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. The place to go when you need flooring of any type for the lowest price possible. Johnson Carpet One. If you are in the area of West Michigan or beyond, you can head over there and save a tremendous amount of money. They buy tons of material, tons of product in bulk, and then they set it up and then they sell it for a really, really low price because they get it so damn cheap. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Right behind Little Caesars on Chicago Drive on the north side of the street. 
Thank you so much to them. Mention my name and save 10% on whatever flooring. It's already cheaper than everybody else. Mention my name, save even more. Thank you, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Very important that you say my name because they're, they're, the, they're the trackers. They're the ones, they're the client that says, all right, in order to keep this going, we need a return on investment. So it's very, very important that you go there and say my name. Thank you, Tag Accounting. I tell you what, it's a damn good thing that I have Tag in my corner to do my taxes. You might be like, oh, yeah, but you owe money. Well, yeah, I would have owed money if, any, if, uh, if anybody did my taxes. Thank you so much to them. Uh, they do a great job. And if you want your taxes done right, 616-301-9516. Your return Probably not going to be that complex because, you know, you get your W-2s, you hand them to them, uh, yeah, give them your uh, uh, things you donated to, your business expenses, boom, north of 100 bucks, you get your return done. 616-301-9516. For TAG accounting, 616-301-9516. My return was a little more complex Eight large, eight hundred dollars. Oh, there's so much shit to do on my return, though. I have a stack of these ten ninety nines that make make life really difficult. But he gets it done, and I love him. Six one six three zero one ninety five sixteen for tag accounting from anywhere in the U.S. You can take advantage of this from anywhere in the U.S. Call no matter where you are. Support my sponsors and call. Troy Ginzer, you'll get your money back fast. You'll get more money than you've ever gotten before because he knows the law more than some stupid program that you buy. 616-301-9516. We've got a place to get your vehicles repaired. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600. Take your car there, any make and model, with the exception of a Volkswagen. If you've got a hybrid, if you've got EVs, they're the expert on those. 616-532-6600. In Grand Rapids. I just saw a story about, um, what is the Tesla thing called? The, the cyber truck. This thing is just ridiculous. It bothers me that people are going to buy this stupid thing. Look at that. What the fuck? It looks like something that rides on the surface of the moon. And now they're giving Tesla shit because it has one windshield wiper on it and it doesn't do a very good job of cleaning the whole windshield. Yeah, who gives a shit? What a dumb looking vehicle. Uh, I think it's it's delayed. It's, it was supposed to have been out by now. Kevin Kuyper says the Cybertruck is amazing. Okay, that thing's got to be super expensive, right? 
Cybertruck estimated cost. I'm going to guess a hundred thousand dollars. Fifty. The two motor all wheel drive. About sixty. Well, the three motor roughly seventy. It just it doesn't even look like a fucking truck. This thing looks so dumb to me. I cannot believe people are like interested in buying the stupid thing. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I'm not, I'm not, I, well, I'm definitely not really buying it, but I'm not buying that this thing is going to be around. I don't think that any of these electric vehicles are going to last. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Hybrid is where it's at. And I, I'm not just saying that because I have one, but I mean, I have had uh, hybrids before. Uh, I still, still do. In fact, it's the idea that I can still get 50 miles per gallon and I don't have to rely only on plugging the stupid thing in, you know, that's how you do this. All right. If you have any final questions for dear meathead. Uh, thank you to Terry who just bought a t-shirt. He says, I'm advertising in Tennessee. I appreciate you. Picture of old Terry wearing the Eric Zancho podcast t-shirt. Thank you, Terry. Uh, Adam says, I think Adam just sent me an email for dear meathead. There it is. All right. Adam's got one. Nathan sent one. Sam sent one. Thank you, guys. Sam's question is very funny. I hope I can get to all these. Mitch says, I have a Tesla and a hybrid, and I still prefer my Tesla. So that's an all-electric car, then. I just don't know how the rest of the world, the rest of the United States outside of a few big cities are going to be interested in that going forward. You know, and I'm not convinced of the um, environmental impact of these. I think the environmental impact of these uh, will be null because in other ways, outside of emissions, it affects the environment negatively. And the cost of replacing the batteries. Oh, my God. I mean, seriously. When it comes time to doing that, I mean, who's going to go and drop $25,000 on new batteries? All right. Dear Meathead brought to you, of course, by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Hi, Dad. How are you? All right. Good morning. Uh, what's wrong with your clock? What do you mean? You're like uh, 10 minutes. Well, I got... I think it's my clock. I got, uh, I got, uh, I got 8.59 exactly. Yeah, it's my clock. 
Okay. Oh, no. Hey, that's a good thing that happened because I, I just got up. <laughs> oh, no. You Yeah, okay. You know, I figured, oh, hell, I got about a half an hour to go. Oh, you did not. You got up to so, Anyway. I, uh, How's it going, buddy? It's going very well. It's going very, very well. Uh, every- Great, honey. Great, great to hear from you. I posted a uh, picture to my Facebook page to talk about, hey, don't forget to join me to talk to dad uh, tomorrow. And it's a picture of you probably from like 1972. Are you kidding? How did you get that picture? I think I, uh, I think I hijacked it. I think I took a, I think I took a picture of the picture and uh, it's a picture of you like holding a ham's beer and you got a cigarette hanging out of your mouth. Oh my God, that must be uh, that must be twenty years old. Oh, I think it's much older. I think it's about or my older. Yeah, I think it's much older than that. You look like you're about thirty. Oh wow, because I've smoked for what God knows how many years. Oh yeah. You ever have any uh, cravings? No, nothing at all. Nothing. Did you smoke in Iran? Yes, I did. Who introduced? Do you remember when someone introduced you to it? I really don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't know, and I remember the cigarette that I smoked. There was a very famous cigarette cigarette that they sell here. Oh, was it Camel? No. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> oh my God! You're right. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, that's what it was, camel. When you're in a when you're in Iran, is it is it uh, common to see a camel walking down the street? Yes, it was three of them usually huge camels and had this big bongers in the front of them. They go Oh, they honestly, yeah. Why why do they do that to make have them make noise? Is that like a car? Is that like a car horn? Yeah, oh, it's not. It's something had to do with the with the animal. Were there traffic lights to stop the camels at the intersection? No traffic lights. There's a huge bridge in front of them, <coughs> and uh, that's all there was. And that they go away, and then as soon as it crosses the bridge, then it the road becomes upside. You know, goes up higher. And yeah, higher yeah. And higher. Was there any signs that said camel crossing? No, nothing. And there was no cars going by. There's no cars there. Yeah, yeah. The people on foot. Uh, the, the women were wearing these garbs. Oh, yeah. They call them chador uh-huh. because they're not supposed to show their faces. Correct. And uh, they'd be out there and uh, just make way for a camel to go by. Now did uh, it, but, it was carrying some stuff right way on the top of the hill because there was stores up there. But but Grandpa had an automobile, correct? Oh yeah. Okay. One of them uh, wood uh, sides. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine driving down the <laughs> driving down the street in Iran and there's a camel in front of you and you're like, "Hurry up, camel!" <laughs> I don't remember any of that stuff there, but. But I do remember one thing. We used to, I used to, uh, I don't know that particular event. My sister was a little girl. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was riding this uh, 
donkey. Yeah, yeah. And then something, somebody knew something about that, pinching something, and that thing took off like bat out of hell. Oh, the donkey took off. The don- donkey took off. And then it knocked my sister off on the ground. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. And then what is it? What you were? We both fell off. Yeah. But I thought I was resilient, you know, but my sister was a little kid. Yeah, she's much younger than you. Yeah, and then right alongside of it is a bridge. Not a bridge, it was, uh, that the, the water goes through it. It is a river. Yeah, river. like a, like a, like a uh, aqueduct. Oh, big river. That river was huge. And, and when the waters would break from the hills... And it started coming down that uh, yeah. it was bringing boulders the size of a dog. Right. I don't know what to tell big, you. Uh, big, huge boulders. big flash flood. It's You know, it seems like uh, whenever you describe these uh, memories of where you used to live, this sounds like a place that uh, there's danger around every corner, you know? Well, that, uh, we had danger over there. Yeah, uh, boulders and camels and donkeys that are crazy. Yeah, and the donkeys were just uh, hauling the food to the up the upper, upper hill. Right, right, right. Wow. Um, all right, Dad, here we go. By the way, we are uh, one week and two days from uh, you turning 89. So a lot of people are excited about that. <laughs> you know something? I don't even think about it. Right. I, I just don't. And you know what? If it wasn't because of my uh, leg problem, you know, all of a sudden I have a leg, a developed leg uh, problem, I'm pretty resilient. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I, I just thought about that. Maybe it was the hams and the cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Uh, Matt has a question. He says, Meathead, I'm trying to settle a debate. Is a hot dog a sandwich? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I've been eating them right along. Yeah. Uh, what do you what think? What do you think, Joanne? I don't know. I guess it would qualify as a sandwich. She says, yeah, hot dogs by itself. I think a a hot dog in a bun, I guess, can be described as a sandwich, but no one describes it as that. They just say it's a hot dog. Hot dog. Yeah, you're right. Never thought about that. Yeah, Man, your your audience are just smart cookies, bunch <laughs> of you know. I mean, they, they think of things that I. I, I do a typical daily activity. I don't even think about any of these things. Right, right, right. And these are pretty smart cookies. Hey, Dad. Uh, Matt has a question. Um, Hi, Matt. He, um, his wife is planning a vacation with the little kids, and included in that is uh, other family members, and it's all like in an area where there's amusement parks. Stuff like that, but Matt doesn't want to go. Now, if he, if uh, and the wife has said, "Well, Matt, I I know you don't want to go, so you don't have to." But if he doesn't go, he's going to miss some of his uh, daughter's first things, like going to an amusement. He's going to miss out on things, you know. He's going to miss out on the adventure. What should yeah. he? What should he do? Should he go? Suck it up and go, 
or or uh, be selfish and stay home? I think he should go. He should really be because, first of all, it affects the wife. The wife's part of a... I mean, all of a sudden, we can't make the wife as the gopher, you know, hand uh, all the... Yeah, uh, this, this, is, uh, this is part I, of... I think you should hang in there. I agree, too. This is part of the process, you know? Yeah, this is not a big sacrifice. Yeah, just go there, try to relax. And yeah, you know, hey. That's, that's exactly right. I think you'll have a good time. Oh, you can't you can't handle everything on top of a wife because she's willing to do it, you know. <clears throat> right. She can say, "Listen, I said this." She can say some, <coughs> excuse me, some nasty things. Like, hey, listen, how come everything is up to me? You know. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Eventually, if you do that enough, she's going to start to resent you. Sure, that's that's not a good thing. Yeah. I mean, we can't use our wives just because they're wives. I don't get it. I'll do everything I can in my power to uh, be helpful to her. I gotta, I gotta write this down. You can't use your wives just because they're your wives. Yeah, I mean, you know that. Just like you just uh, using her for uh, every piece of crap that you uh, that comes about. Oh yeah. Oh, let her handle it. I, I can't yeah. be doing that. You can't make her do everything for God's sake. No. All right. Uh, Sarah writes, Dear Meathead, spring is coming and I have a lot of mole hills in my yard. What's your advice? This is Sarah. Sarah? Yeah. Mole Wow. Well, she's got a lot of, uh, you know how like you have uh, moles and the moles make those hills? She wants to know how to get rid of the moles, Dad. Well, there's chemicals you can put in there, granule. No, there's, there's a mole trap. And, yeah. Uh, well, the mole. Fresh mold but there's so many moles, you can't trap them all. Well, you can if it's a fresh. Yeah, if you get a trap, you can put it in the ground. It's going gonna, it's gonna to let them have it, and they're going to die there. We caught three of them. So were they, they just, it just kills them? Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah, my wife's got some experience on that. I don't remember that. Uh, all right. Yeah, she. So I guess it just, it depends on how many you have, or you can pay a little bit, and somebody will come and get them, get them, get rid of them for you. Yeah, but it depends on how many moles are in there. <coughs> you know. Yeah, one mole, no big deal. But if there's no, what if I'm there's like. Take a lot of but they can, they, yeah, they can make a lot of. Oh moles yeah, the, or, yeah. The next or, thing you know, yeah, sure. yeah you're you're. Uh, your your front yard looks like uh, the property at Grayling. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our All right. yard is spectacular. Oh, I know, I know. You have uh, 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 with your own fingers have picked up individual leaves for years. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, Dad. I bet you it's a real happy moment for you when you notice that the leaves are starting to grow on the trees. Oh boy, yeah. And you know we have we have a couple of big trees. One of them lost a big chunk of it. Yeah. And uh, yesterday I was out there. All of a sudden I see my neighbor clipping uh, 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 branches. I didn't even realize one one of his. He was right along adjacent to mine. At that 
busted. I don't know how oh, yeah. it got there. So it, it fell off the tree. Did you, like, cry or say a prayer? Because no, no, no. I, that tree, that was, that was just a marker for us. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's right next to the power line. Oh, I yeah. I really like to see him cut that whole section off. Oh, I know that that really gets you going when you see a tree yeah. near a power line. I know yes. that that happened at Grayling, and you, you tried to uh, uh, climb that ladder and ended up uh, falling off of the damn ladder over that. And then what happened? Broke my back. Oh, yeah. That was horrible. You know? Yeah. Yep. Good thing you survived that. That was, that was really scary at the time. That's, that's a miracle, I'll tell you. Yep. Uh, God really made me with a miracle uh, something in the back of it. Oh, I would thank God Joanne was there. Oh, my God. So yep. many things I've done stupid. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you, Dad. I'm right there with you. Um, uh, I know. You ought to be careful. I know. I know. That's why every time I tell you, hey, I'm doing this. Oh, no. You got to be careful, guy. So, oh, I know. Yep. Uh, you know, right up uh, where you uh, go toward uh, the bathroom area. Yeah. It becomes hilly. Right. That's the area that scares me. Yeah, I remember that back there in the woods, you found a uh, an old school... Um, uh, artillery shell. Yes. And uh, it was still alive. Yes, I did. And then didn't you, like, uh, set it up? We had him come out and, and then get it. Did, I thought you shot it. No. No, 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 no. I thought the story was you sh- had shot the damn thing and it exploded. No. No, no. okay. They, well, I must have done something else stupid like that, but uh, that wasn't that. Oh, okay, it wasn't the time. They they actually knew that the uh, live shell was out there in the the. Oh yeah, national- they were looking for it. They came out to get it. My God! Yeah, and then and then I had to give them three bottles of beer. We sat there and chit chat and all that. <laughs> wow! All <laughs> right, you guys were all right. Dad, uh, Rob writes last night. I had trouble sleeping. I tried to count some sheep. But it didn't work. What are some things you do or have done throughout the years to help you fall asleep? You know, that has happened to be a late problem of mine. I'm, I'm not awake, but I am alert. Wait a minute. I really haven't figured that out. So, so that, would you describe would this as... I him what to do. So this is, uh, you describe it as awake, sleeping? Um. My eyes are not open, but I am awake. <laughs> I know what goes on. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but you you know, you you eventually fall asleep. I don't know. I, I can't tell, but I Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I guessing. remember a lot of things. So is the suggestion that perhaps in like twenty years you have not slept at all? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it really is a good, big thing. I'm, I'm quite alert. I think maybe you're just falling asleep and not realizing that you're falling asleep. I don't know. Yeah, I know, it's, but it's not. It's not the kind of sleep that I used to get. Okay. Uh, all right. Jason writes, um, "Dear Meathead, I just got a motorcycle." Oh I- boy. And then he says that he's doing things like breaking the law, like driving through lights, popping wheelies. 
And he even went and spent a bunch of money on motorcycle clothes, like chaps and silly vests and to look like a tough guy. My friend makes fun of me because I buy silly clothes for my motorcycle and I break the law. Is my friend right? Yes. Uh, that's not a good idea. Yeah, I mean, who who goes and buys a motorcycle and starts breaking the law? It isn't so much of the breaking the law and all that, but the motorcycle to me. I used to ride bikes. Not in this country, but in the old country. No, you rode them here, too. Nothing but hills. You used to ride the uh, dirt bikes with us. Yeah, but I, I, had, a, I had a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, when you were in in the old country, yes, for sure. Yeah, and, and but we had nothing but hills. So you're saying it's super dangerous. You shouldn't be on a motorcycle to begin with. No. What do you think when you see the guy riding a motorcycle with no helmet on? I think he's taking a chance in the fact that he may not live to see tomorrow. I think it's stupid. I think I think people who I, ride a motorcycle and don't wear a helmet are actually stupid people. Uh, actually, riding a bike to me is totally a dangerous thing with the way that we ride it. Now, I can see, I have no problem riding in the hills. There's nothing but dirt. <laughs> but then here, you can't be on a road with a bike, but they are. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty uh, dangerous in my. I think anything that has wheels and you're you're out exposed. Uh, and then do you see the speeds that they use? Oh uh, yes, they uh, they sometimes they like think that they're invincible and they can just drive, ride real fast. Yes. You know? well, yeah, I I just hope that they live long enough to see tomorrow when they're riding a bike. I mean, I think you can uh, take. You can quiz anybody who's been in a uh, motorcycle wreck and they didn't wear a helmet, but they survived. They always say, boy, I wish I had worn a uh, helmet. Yeah, you know? well, my God, spend some of the money that we spent on booze and all that and buy yourself a helmet. <laughs> wait, know? wait, what was that? I said, I wish they spend the money that they spend on booze or the helmet. Oh, okay. So don't spend it. On, that that could be like your your big slogan. Don't buy booze, buy a helmet. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> At least make an effort to buy it when you after you bought it. Then go ahead and drink all you want because you might die sooner than you plan on. All right. No, I have I have no respect for a person that wants to destroy himself with his uh, shenanigans. Oh, really? <laughs> Well, I probably did it, but I learned, and now I'm passing it on to them. Uh, I wrote this down. I have a, I have no respect for a person who wants to destroy themselves with these shenanigans. Right. Bike shenanigans. All right. Very good. Uh, Sam writes, Dear Meathead, I keep, though I am, uh, though I'm married with a wife, I keep having dreams that I'm uh, married to a man. Oh, oh boy! What what advice? I pity you, fellow. He says I, I can't believe that. He says what? Hey, what what advice? God created a man and a woman. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, apparently, Sam is having dreams of men, even though he is married to a woman. What's 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 going on with Sam there? What do you have to say about someone who does that, who has dreams about dudes? I have no clue to what his thinking is, as far as that goes. But a man is made to become a man, and a woman is what the woman is that you see on a daily basis. <laughs> Wait, a man is made to become a man, and a woman is what a you see. A woman is made to be a woman. And a woman is what you see on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good analogy? No, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Okay, so. I don't know what cocks up Joanne. She's really excited with that. So Sam, he should probably get some mental help, right? If he's. <laughs> That I should get some. <laughs> That'd be all right. Well, yeah, Sam, Sam uh, kisses his wife goodnight, and then he starts dreaming about men. No, that's right. Uh, he's got overabundance of love for his wife. Wait. Wait, yeah, he, he loves his wife, and then he goes to sleep, and he says he starts dreaming about, about, about men. That's very, it's weird, isn't it? Well, uh... <laughs> No, that's, I don't know. Yeah, what that I don't know what's going on either. All right. I help him, I'll tell you. All right. Um, uh, Nathan writes, "Dear Meathead, I am surrounded by people that constantly complain about everything, and it's starting to bring me down. Uh, what should I do? Should I beat it out of someone, or should I just move? No, just just don't associate with them. Uh, reduce your amount of emotion association with them because uh, a downer is a downer <laughs> and eventually that uh, depends on how strong you are uh, it cannot affect me but it eventually it could affect some people uh reduce as, as a downer you know reduce your amount of association with them yes and you said a downer is a downer yeah, it can eventually affect you. Yep, I got you. I got it. Uh, finally, uh, Adam, your friend Adam writes, Dear Mr. Z, first off, I hope you have a blessed birthday coming up with your family and loved ones. Well, thanks so much, Adam. He says, first question, uh, since your birthday's on St. Patrick's Day, do you ever go to McDonald's and get a shamrock shake on your birthday? No. Uh, I don't put too much stock in... Uh, oh, you got to try one of those. They are great. I, I don't... No, I really don't. Uh, I, I get... Listen, I get up and sit here and watch a little television and all that, go about my business of... I walk around the yard if the weather permits. Yep, yep. We got to take you one day to McDonald's. Well, none of that. that and I'm glad that the, the walk is all right. This is a lot of walking. Yeah, one yeah. Acre. Uh-huh. All right. So and then there's... The ground is uneven and all that. And then just get home and relax, you know. Uh, since you were born on St. Patrick's Day... Adam writes, did you go out and party on your birthday, and did you ever wear a Kiss Me, I'm Irish t-shirt? No, I never didn't even know there was such a thing. Right, you probably didn't even know what St. Patrick's Day was until you oh, came. I had no clue. So you came to the U.S. Absolutely. You probably and like, even then, I didn't know it. No, no. 
All right. Years went by. Uh, I, but in your younger days, you used to go out and party on your birthday. <clears throat> no, my party was done at home. All right. Very good. Yeah, I remember those days. I remember those days. Um, so, as always, as always, everybody loves you guys. I appreciate your time. And uh, I will, yeah, that's it. I'm going to talk to you in one week. And then in a week and two days, I'm going to come see you. Or three days, I'm going to come see you. All right. Now, you're going to bring your own grill, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going over. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to meet you over at Mike's. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Okay. Okay. As always, you guys. Hey, are you driving the truck? Uh, No. No. We'll just be driving a car. Okay. I love that truck. Oh, you meant meant the the, uh, pickup truck that I bought off of you? No. Okay. Or the the motorhome. You got a big truck of your own, don't you? The motorhome. Oh, motorhome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're just going to drive a car. Okay. All right, guy. Okay, guys. Appreciate your call and effort. That's certainly a joyful item. To get up every morning that I do. That's a joyful item, you say? Yeah, yeah. It's just part of life now. I wait for you to call. I well, love that. All right. Well, you are a joyful item too. Okay, honey. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. I love you. Say hello to your sweetheart. Yeah, and hugger for Joanne and I. Of course, and we'll talk to you when we see you. Okay, see you guys. Love you. Love you too, honey. Okay, bye bye. Bye. There you go, dear meathead. Oh my God. Jeez. Uh, Tyler says, "Can you imagine how meathead's world would be rocked if he found out that Eric was having those dreams?" Oh, my God. You're not kidding. Uh, Sam actually wrote something along the lines of uh, Derek Vane uh, has these dreams, but I figured it would confuse him. So I have to kind of like reword these things. Everybody knows what you're trying to do. It's difficult sometimes. I don't want to see because, you know, his brain started to go funky on us when I was asking him about the shamrock shake. And he's talking about taking a walk in the backyard. But he but he did well. And then he doesn't understand why Joanne's laughing because what he says when he says things like. uh, A man is. Becoming a man. Reduce your amount of association with these people. Uh, A downer is a downer. I have no respect for a person who wants to destroy. Then I stopped writing. You can't use wives just because she's your wife. (laughs) All right. Otherwise, it was fantastic. Well, the whole thing was fantastic. I don't know why I said otherwise. Okay, I've been just uh, freaking hammering the water. So I got to take a pee again or else I'm not going to make it. Before I do that, though, uh, get yourself an Eric Zancho podcast t-shirt. Thank you to Terry uh, for just purchasing the... um, the T-shirt, I appreciate there that very much. The Who Needs Who Needs Radio T-shirt. I wonder if they're having any sales. 
on the website. You go to ericsaneshow.com and you click merch. Oh my God, another sale. They have sales so much. My God, these shirts are dirt cheap. The shirt he got, the Who Needs Radio, is on sale for 16 bucks. All my shirts on sale for $16 for another one day, 17 hours, and 31 minutes. Pick up a shirt for just 16 bucks. That is dirt cheap. Now, I think they charge you a ridiculous amount of money for um, shipping. It's like five to 10 bucks. I don't make a penny off that. Like legit, I get two bucks a shirt, maybe. T-shirts, tanks. God, who the hell would wear a tank top? These, you look like shit. Hoodies, I love the hoodies. Especially the one with my dad on it. I'm partial to making a podcaster and the one with all the pets. Crew neck t-shirts. All right, if that's your thing. Long sleeve tees, baseball tees. You know, the jersey style with the colored arms. Mugs, wall art, masks, a onesie for the kids. Phone cases. Stickers and magnets. It's all at ericsaneshow.com. Shop now, up to 35% off, site-wide, $16 tees and more. On ericsaneshow.com, click merch. My own merch store. I don't talk about these things enough. So I figured I should. Uh, Ryan says, Eric, will you buy me a hoodie? Thanks. No. Is it $20 shipping? It can't possibly be $20 shipping, right? How much is it really? There's no way in hell it's $20 shipping. I think it's about 10. You see, Stevie, that's the problem. You write plus $20 shipping, but no one knows you're kidding. I mean, they do now because you're kidding, but I'm here trying to sell the t-shirts and you're saying plus $20 shipping. There could have been someone right there who's like, well, I was going to buy it, but Stevie said it's $20 shipping. You know what I mean? Does that, does that make sense? You know, I'm trying to make a living here. Then you said, no one believes me. How do you know? You don't know that. Is it me? Is it me? I don't know. Thank you, Ryan. He bought an Eric Zane show Tumblr many years ago. It's on my desk right now. Uh, all right. Bosco's Pub, Hudson, uh, Hudsonville, Michigan, boscospub.com. I'll be working next week over there. Love those folks. Go get a delicious award-winning burger at Bosco's Pub. I got a mortgage guy. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Get a mortgage from anywhere in the U.S., 231-332-6505, NMLS number 3035, the best in the business. 
They've got offices in every state with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Call Mario and get started on getting your refi, your uh, pre-approved mortgage, or uh, whatever. Maybe it's your first mortgage. Maybe it's your 10th mortgage. It can help you at Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. TC Paintball. Rick from TC Paintball joins us on Fridays for Trigger Time. Book an event at TC Paintball for you and your pals, bachelor party, workplace, team building, neighborhood kids, you name it. TCPaintballGR.com. Excuse me. All right. Don't go anywhere. I got to go pee. I'll be back. All right. (coughs) Damn it. Holy shit. Did you hear that story about that um, Mexican shootout deal? These four people decide to drive, four Americans drive from South Carolina. They're going to go into Mexico because one of the people wants to get plastic surgery. Oh, God, it sounds like a bad joke. North Carolina, South Carolina, I can't remember. Doesn't matter. It's four folks, and they uh, they cross the border in uh, Brownsville, Texas, into Matamoros, Tamaulipas, Mexico. Shortly after crossing into Mexico, gunmen fired upon them. And uh, then there's video of um, the Mexican, these whatever, whoever these are, uh, uh, taking the people and, and kidnapping them. Turns out that um, the, the, what they're saying, it was mistaken identity. Two of the four people are dead. Zelandria Brown, a sister to one of the Americans traveling to Mexico, said her brother and two friends went with another friend to support them while they were preparing for a tummy tuck surgery in Mexico. Boy, that that sounds like a horrible decision. I would not go to Mexico if you if you paid me. I mean, the idea of going to Mexico for a tummy tuck, you had to be thinking. This could this could be terrible. You're 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 getting operated on by some fucking sawbones doc. You're getting a budget tummy tuck. And the group was probably like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Something could go wrong with the actual procedure. But I don't think that any one of the four thought that they would be mistaken for Haitian smugglers. I don't know if there's not a lot of black people in this community, but in this community of Matamoros, Tamaulipas, Mexico, but shortly after they got into Mexico, unidentified gunmen fired upon the passengers in the vehicle, according to the FBI. Video posted by investigative journalist Gilda Garza is believed to show evidence of the kidnappings and shows what looked like one person lying motionless. In the middle of the street, cars honked as three armed men, including two with bulletproof vests, dragged the body along with three others into a pickup truck. 
a Mexican citizen was killed during the gunpoint kidnapping. So this is this is a regular thing in Mexico. Uh, Cartel-related uh, murder. Now they're saying this is a um, just a mistaken identity case. That the, uh, the these cartel leaders made a mistake, thought that it was like some Haitian smugglers trying to uh, pinch in on their territory or some crazy shit like that. You know, if you ever think that we have it bad here in America, it's not. It's never going to be this fucked up. Like, even if you were to drive into the worst area of Chicago, drive down the street, you're not going to have, like, a bunch of people notice you in the car and just start shooting you for no apparent reason. I guess it could happen. It may be, it may... <laughs> You know what? Maybe it has happened in Chicago. But this is a regular thing in Mexico. Why the fuck would anyone ever want to go to this shithole? The cartel rule these areas. And why isn't the United States just fucking bombing these places? You would think with with Americans being slaughtered like this, that we would retaliate, you know? I mean, my God, when it came time to uh, getting Osama bin Laden in Pakistan, we just invaded. We sent a strike team, took him out, and that was it. There was nothing the Pakistanis could do. They don't have a choice. We didn't inform them. We didn't ask for permission. We went in and just shot that fucker. This is what we need to do with these cartels. Do some intel, find out who is what, where, and then at the same time, take these fuckers out. That's how you deal with uh, the disrupting the supply chain. If you really want to do something to keep people safer, go in and fuck them up, man. Uh, we've seen and known about other kidnappings along the border, according to Andrea Rudnick, co-founder of the nonprofit Team Brownsville. Says her organization commutes to Matamoras to help asylum seekers. So the two were rescued, though. Two of them have been rescued. This is the, the details are very few on this thing. Two of the four are now back, like are in, in the hospital in the U.S., But what a fucked up thing. Do not go to Mexico. I don't care if you're going to the nicest resort there is. uh, That it's it says whites only. If you go to a whites only resort, no Mexicans allowed. That is still not safe. I would not. I would not step foot in that fucking shithole. Fuck that. My God. And to get uh, plastic surgery? Are you kidding me? Donut Dan says, hmm, kind of like not helping a town after a train derailment. Ukraine is more important. Oh, get serious. Dan suggesting that no no one is helping 
the town of East Palestine, Ohio. That's absurd. The train derailed. Uh, Norfolk, whatever, they fucked up. They didn't. They had sensors telling them the wheel was on fire. Thank you, Dan, for telling me the intermission page is still up. Train derails. That happens. Chemicals burn. Everybody gets sick. The soil is toxic. That's the cost of transport. This happens. This company should relocate, but are they doing the right thing? No, no. They should they should relocate everybody until this is done. It seems impossible though. The amount of it's like what the fuck? What do you want us to do? Dan says, no, you missed the point. Carpet bomb Norfolk Southern. You want us to carpet bomb Norfolk Southern? What the hell is wrong with you, Dan? Sir Bob of Oliver says, send in the A-10s. Adam suggests the cartels are lining the right person's pockets. Maybe. Maureen says the three that went there were going to buy cheap medicine. The woman wanting the tummy tuck was the only one not injured. Tyler says, I think sarcastically, Mexico is known for their outstanding health care. Ryan writes, going to Mexico for a tummy tuck. Get your organs stolen. I see there's 8 million people telling me that the intermission sign was still up. I am now seeing that. Thank you. You tried. I wasn't paying attention to the comments. All right. Uh, Where is the Jew hater? In my neck of the woods, there's a guy driving around throwing anti-Semitic flyers. We talked about that the other day. And I'm now learning that what they do is if you're like a Jew hater and you want to get your anti-Jew message to the nice people where I live, you bring in someone from out of town. That's This is a technique. And I don't know why it fucking matters. Audio check, video check, microphone check. Here we go. First at six, we are learning that police have determined who distributed anti-Semitic flyers over the weekend in Kent County. Tiger Date investigator Susan Samples has been on this story since the weekend, and she jo- She's like, it's a man known as Boring Dean. Joins us in the newsroom now with new developments from her sources. Susan? This group formerly known as Zaniacs, who only like white people, is behind everything. Law enforcement sources tell Target 8 they have figured it out. It was a 43-year-old man from Mount Morris near Flint in Genesee County. The case is now headed to the prosecutor's office, but it's unclear. Maureen probably rescued a dog from this guy's backyard. Now, whether any charges will be issued in this case. The flyers were found in at least two neighborhoods, one near Caledonia and another. Boy, man, can you imagine seeing that on your driveway? It just looks... 
It just looks like it's loaded with hate. They're in Wyoming. The documents spread conspiracies blaming Jewish people for 9-11 and the war in Ukraine. Kent County Sheriff's deputies tracked down the driver distributing those flyers using surveillance video, a ring doorbell camera. It is possible the man could face littering charges, though that's not a for sure thing. Other jurisdictions across the country have tried to do that and have filed such charges against the group responsible for this. An ethnic intimidation charge would require a direct, credible threat to a person or property and while the flyers were see that's bullshit you should be able to um go with the ethnic intimidation that is to me in my opinion direct that is a direct threat extremely offensive they did not make specific threats prosecutor chris becker told me he does not have a timeline for when he will make a decision on this case we'll let you know when he does so yeah you can go ahead and you can uh you can you can spread this hate and vitriol and, uh, you know, not ethnic intimidation. That's free speech. You see, I don't think that's, I, th- I think that we should have um, kind of like a, uh, a board, a constitution board in each community that decides whether or not something is free speech. Like, this shouldn't be allowed under the guise of free speech. I mean, that's just, that's just hate. My God. Uh, and, and the idea that nowadays people think that they can still get away with papering someone's property and not get caught. Because there's cameras everywhere. Seriously, it's nearly impossible to get away with anything. Big Brother is watching. And Big Brother should watch. Because the world is full of assholes. I want Big Brother watching. It deters crime. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to firebomb former Zaniac's homes. But the only thing that kept me from doing it was knowing that I would get caught. Holy shit. Absolutely remarkable. Unacceptable. All right. In the great state of Michigan, you need to know that you no longer really need to know how to read and write. Now kind of painting with a uh, broad stroke. In the state of Michigan, did you know that it is not part of the curriculum to know how to write in cursive? State Board of Education has taken that away. You don't have to know how to write in cursive. Now, some schools still teach it because they think it's important. But you can very realistically uh, approach any person who is young, third grade and up, and write in cursive and ask them to read it. And it will look like foreign script to them because they've not been taught that. I don't know why, but that seems fucked up to me. I mean, I can, I understand like, well, everything is typed nowadays. I don't know. The simple art 
the the process, in my opinion, which is non-expert, obviously, of, okay, I, I'm seeing the words, and I'm now physically with my hand going to actually write it out. To me, that promotes um, a different a different level of thinking than just typing. It's more... Um, it's so much more of a process and takes more time. For some reason, I'm convinced that if you don't know how to read that or don't know how to write in cursive, you are, in fact, dumber. Now, State Representative Brenda Carter uh, is leading the charge. She held up a letter from her late son, Brian, who wrote when he was nine years old that he wanted to be a police officer. Brian grew up to be an Army veteran. The Pontiac Democratic uh, representative told the Michigan House Education Committee on Tuesday when her son died, Carter said she gave that note to his daughter. This letter was written 25 years ago, but my granddaughter was able to read it, but my um, granddaughter was able to read it because she could read in cursive. Carter is leading the House, or leading the charge on House Bill 4064, which encourages Michigan schools to put cursive writing in the curriculum. So um, the legislation has 22 co-sponsors, all Democrats. This bill allows the Department of Education to develop or adopt plans to teach cursive as a type of penmanship into schools and make those plans available to schools, she said. Now, I can only guess that at some point it was in the school's control or like they had to, and then it, it, it left somehow. And I don't know how that happened. Michigan, a local control education state, I guess that's why, has no statewide curriculum to teach students cursive writing. Man, I hated that shit. I have always written like shit. The way I write is just fucked up. And I'm still convinced I'm supposed to be left-handed. Because I do everything left-handed. Throw, pud-pounding, um, that's about it, really. I eat with my right, which is weird, and I write with my right. And when I bat, I bat right-handed, but I throw left-handed. I think I'm broken. And I remember teachers telling me when I would start to write with my left, you're doing it wrong. Put the pen in your right hand. Some dick fuck teacher was telling me that. So I think I actually am supposed to be left-handed. Anyway. Under Carter's bill, the department is strongly encouraged to create a model program of instruction for cursive before the 2024-2025 school year. Uh, MDE, Michigan Department of Education, supports the bill, believing there's value in cursive writing. 21 states currently require schools to teach cursive. A, uh, she noted, this this uh, lawmaker noted a 2020 study in Norwegia, uh, in Norway that found students are better able to store information in their memories when they wrote in cursive as opposed to typing or drawing words. Cursive writing has been considered an essential precursor for further academic success. And the skill, that's like when the teacher says, take notes. Take notes on that shit. You're trying to keep up. You're writing it down. It's all fucked up. The skill is typically acquired during childhood in societies with a strong literacy tradition. 
Monday was the first hearing for Carter's bill, and the committee did not vote on it. The only question came from Chair Matt Colazar, Democrat from Plymouth, Michigan, who made sure the bill is not a mandate. She's like, no, it's not a mandate. They don't want, they don't want mandates. They don't want anybody telling schools what to do. I'm like, bullshit. Tell them what to do. Teach cursive. Meanwhile, this is fucking horrible. The Democrats have fucked up because they're trying to repeal a law. The law currently passed in 2016 when Republicans were in control. Republicans said uh, there was a law that was on the books and is now going to be repealed because uh, fucking Donald Trump endorsed all the fucking idiots who lost the state of Michigan. Republicans wanted students to be able to read by third grade. Democrats say no. The Michigan House voted to repeal a law on Tuesday that requires children who are not able to read to be held back. So the state passed that law and said, hey, if you can't read by the third grade, you got to repeat the grade. If you can't read, you got to be able to read. The law was implemented in 2020. If certain students were struggling to read in early elementary, they were required to enroll in a specialized learning program. What the fuck is wrong with that? However, teachers and parents, some teachers and parents are saying it's not effective. Bullshit. You're not doing it right if it's not effective. If the fucking dumbass can't read by third grade... Figure out why. It might be someone's not reading to the kid. It may be the kids. They're they're, they're not recognizing that the kid's not getting it. You know, fucking take your time, teachers, parents, assholes. Get this shit done. They also say it holds back socioeconomically disadvantaged students at a higher rate. So what they're saying is minorities. Get held back at a higher rate. Good. Teach these people. Liberal leaning state now. This is a 100% blue state. And that's Donald Trump's fault. The bill cleared the Senate last month. It is now heading to Governor Gretchen Whitmer's desk for her uh, for her signature. The bill can be found here. There you go. I'll link this shit up and you can read it for yourself. This is all bullshit. Kid can't read. Hold him back. No, 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 no. We want those kids to continue not being able to read. Ryan says this is absurd. Why would these dummies want to reward kids that can't read to pass into the next grade? I know. So fucking dumb. Jesus. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm winding the show down. But before I do, I want to remind you that the Kent County Health Department 
uh, has everything you need when it comes to getting started with the WIC program. Now, this might not be you, but it might be your neighbor. It might be someone who's fallen through the cracks and isn't quite aware of what they have out there to help them keep food on the table. Ken County Health Department wants these people to know. So take this information I'm giving you and pass it along. Accesskent.com slash health. Good portion of my audience lives in Kent County, Michigan. Accesskent.com slash health. Or call them 616-632-7200. 616-632-7200. Point these people on the right track to uh, keeping the, um, the uh, family fed, okay, with the Kent County Health Department and the WIC program. Thank you, Sarah Honda Granville. Oh, my God. Love them so much. Uh, Test drive a brand new Honda today from Sarah. S-E-R-R-A. Sarah. HondaGranville.com. Once you test it, figure out what you want and buy the car. Financing, of course, through um, Honda Finance is available. I actually went through Consumers Credit Union. Uh, they work with Sarah Honda Granville. I got a damn low rate because of them. Anyway, Sarah does all that shit. Uh, they have the largest selection of certified pre-owned cars in Michigan. Check them out. You can drive off on a brand new car in a brand new car today. I'm sorry, a brand new certified pre-owned today from Sarah Honda Granville. I do cameos. Hire me on cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Joe Martinez and A&E Heating and Cooling, thank you so much for being part of this show. 616-516-8579, the authority on heating and cooling in West Michigan. Uh, reach out to the team at A&E Heating and Cooling. It wasn't always a team. For a while, it was just Joe. But something's happened that's magical. Since he started advertising in this podcast, he's expanded his business, and I'm very, very proud of him. 616-516-8579. He's probably cringing when I say, why do people go to Mexico? I know, I know. Joe goes to the nice parts. He knows where to go. He's got Mexican loved ones living there. Mexican loved ones and family living there. 616-516-8579. But we should still bomb the cartels. Can't deny that. Uh, one of my newest sponsors, Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Okay, if you've always wanted a pool in your backyard, this is who you call. They're installing pools this spring and summer and fall. 616-457-0500. 616-457-0500. Call that number. Nice lady um, by the name of Bree, like the cheese, is going to answer the phone. Maybe a dude named Tim. Say, yeah, Eric Zane said, I need to get an in-store consultation about getting a pool in my backyard. They'll set that up. You're going to talk to Jeremy out the door. Jeremy's going to explain to you how it goes, and off you go. You, this summer, will have people on your deck enjoying your in-ground fiberglass or vinyl liner pool. They also have the largest selection of hot tubs in the entire state of Michigan in one showroom. Full service. At Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. They're on Chicago Drive in Jenison, obviously, on the north side of the, sorry, on the south side of the street uh, with the blue awning between 8th and 12th. Thank you, Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. On today's Patreon bonus podcast, the state of Michigan wants you to be uh, a, become addicted to gambling, and they also want you to not be addicted to gambling. They love your money. 
but they want to tell you to stop doing it. What? Yes. There's a fitness influencer. I hate these people who's scamming people. So stupid. Yeah, sign up for my uh, plan. I'll teach you how to get in shape and then not do anything. She's facing the music. And the holiday of Holly, H-O-L-I. I think I'm saying that right. It might be holy. If you open up your uh, cell phone, if you have an iPhone, I don't know if it's just like this on, a- on an Android phone, but if you open up the calendar, um, it says today, they put it in. I didn't put it in. Today is Holly. All day today. It says part of U.S. holidays. Holly. I've never seen this in my life. What the fuck is it? I'll explain that to you on the Patreon. Where we do more podcasting. Chris says screw Patreon. Oh, no, don't do that. Chris had some bad luck with Patreon. And um, thank you for reminding me. Because I think um, since they're not getting back in touch with you, I got to, uh, I'm just going to have you sign up again and then refund your money. That's what I'm going to need have you do, Chris. Sign up again. I'll refund it. And then you get access during all that time. Or even better, sign up. You sign up and then I'll Venmo you the cost of what you signed up for. So whatever you sign up for, let's say you sign up for a whole year. I will then Venmo you that cost. That's what we'll do. Because they're obviously not fucking doing anything. Poor Chris lost his access somehow. But when I see that you signed up again, because I know that they're like, oh yeah, sign up if you want access. But you already did that. Um, do it. And then uh, and the same thing for uh, uh, Ben King. There's two of you that just got screwed right in the butt on that deal. Adam says it happened to me too. Everybody's getting a refund. Great. Jesus. All right. Thank you, folks. I appreciate you so much. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Forgot my asshole of the day. Now, if you remember on the show yesterday, um, if you remember on the show, I lost my damn fucking dry erase marker. And I don't know if I know where it is now. No, I still I still can't find it. That's all right. I'll I'll adapt this and modify. Asshole of the day today. We talked about the uh, high-strung ref who wanted to kick everybody's ass. I am not going to make her the asshole of the day. I think it's between uh, Mexican drug lords and the state of Michigan. For saying kids don't need to know how to read. Your asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball is the state of Michigan. Michigan. 
Congrats. Uh, show love letter just popped into my brain. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Zane Show. Monday, I posted my show on Twitter. Vanessa wrote, it was so boring. I stopped watching after 15 minutes. He used to be funny. I wanted to write, suck my dick. But then I wrote, thanks for checking it out. I was shooting for boring. You know what that is? That's trying to win them. That's right. You get more flies with sugar than you do vinegar. That's that's the saying, you know? I wanted to fucking kill her. Jesus. All right, folks, have a good one. Thank you so much for being here. Bye-bye.